0: All right, welcome to another episode of NBA Betting presented by Rosenballs. Let's talk about season previews. We're getting a little early and we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. We'll dedicate this one to the Eastern. We'll do another one on the Western and we're going to rank the seedings. This is again, only regular season seeding. So if you have any books um, or you know models you're looking to do to predict it, you um, you know, what seeds they're going to be, this could be a good reference, right? I know this is a good gauge in terms of over-unders on wins, right? And, and obviously, whether there's going to be an over-under, where there's going to be an under, where maybe not to bet. You don't have to bet on everything. Just, you know, choose wisely, right? Okay. Easy peasy. Fine. Let's get right to it. So, in the East, we're going to go seed by seed. Do We go 15 to 1, 1 to 15. We'll do 1 to 15, right? The Eastern Conference, I think, this is going to be an interesting dilemma. First off, I'll, I'll make this disclaimer, right? Miami, okay? Obviously, if Damian Lillard uh, goes to the Heat, that changes everything in the conference. We're assuming now he's in Portland. We don't know, okay, where he's going to end up. Do they wait to start the year? Maybe. Do they do it to the deadline? and they try to change their mind? Who knows? I don't know if they necessarily need to have a proverbial gun to their head. And, you know, right now, Lillard's kind of come out and, and not sounded as strict as his agent did. That a deal needs to happen yesterday. Fine. So on that premise, we're going to get right to it. And I'm going to throw a shocker out right off the bat of who the number one seed is going to be. Right off the bat. First, a couple of caveats, right? Now, people are going to debate the number one seed. And they're probably going to choose between one of three teams, right? Most people will say Milwaukee. Now, Milwaukee seems like the obvious choice. I want to get a little clever, maybe too cute. My issue with Milwaukee's is a few things. First off, they got way older. Uh, they're thin, right? Now, look, I get it. They're bringing Jay Crowder back. He didn't play last year. Joe Inglis is gone. That's actually an underrated pickup for them. Um, and also, it's like a motivation factor. Now, you could say, well, they lost in the first round. They'll come guns blazing. I'll make the flip argument. I don't know. I think, like, they have a new coach, new system in place. They could want to... Um, take a different approach where they're healthy, right? Budenholzer got fired because he didn't make it in the playoffs. And I think Nick Nurse might be smarter with, I don't want to use the word resting players, but alleviating minutes. And if you look at the Bucks, their bench is quite thin. So if they're going to take an approach of, of reducing Giannis's minutes, right? Middleton, again, I don't know how healthy he is. He could be taking a step back. He looks like he has already last few years, to be honest. If you do that approach, though, if they're going to play thinner minutes for the top guys, who's playing off the bench, right? Their best bench player right now is Bobby Portis. Um, they have a couple of wings. You know, Grayson Allen's probably going to start, Connington. It's the same crew, right? We've seen this rerun before, and it's getting slightly worse since they won the title. So I don't I – don't, regular season-wise, if I'm coaching this team, I'm saying our best bet is to be 100% healthy in the playoffs, right, um, get some motivation and confidence from the lower-end guys in our rotation. Maybe maybe Marjan Bochamp is probably the guy I really need to develop because if I'm going to make a title run, I need him to be good in the playoffs. In order to do that, let's get him some reps in the regular season, probably get Crowder acclimated. Crowder hasn't played for a while. So, Brook Lopez is older. I do not have them as a the number one seed. Fine. Uh, what about the Sixers? All right. Well, look, the, the Sixers. I, I think I get it. There's a motivation factor when you lose a game seven on the road, which they did. You got to figure like, well, if we're at home, it could have been different, right? A couple factors with the Sixers, right? Embiid had a fluky, healthy year. He's usually not that healthy. Um, the Harden situation looms large. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Uh, but on the flip, you, you got to figure like Maxie's going to improve. Does he improve? At the rate, that makes up for, you know, a, an Embiid injury here or there, a hardened step back a little bit, right? I, I don't know that it does. They didn't improve the bench that much. They lost a couple of key, key guys, right? So, you know, I look at who you brought back, who, who, who you're getting. Pat Beverly, he, I, I don't know if he's the right fit for this team. I like at him for Chicago. And then beyond him, like what, George Niang is gone. Corkmaz didn't do anything last year, so he's going to continue to do nothing. And then we saw what Melton could do. Does another year of continuity help? They didn't do much, okay? So, and they weren't that much better post the McDaniels trade. I would have thought that would have done something It didn't. So overall, I don't feel great about Philly, okay? What about Boston? I feel even worse about Boston. Boston is thinner than Milwaukee, okay, in terms of their depth. And they're injury-prone as well, right? So Boston's issue to me is they have Robert Williams, Christoph Brzingis, and Brogdon. Three of the top six guys will be lucky to play 60 games. That's a huge flaw. And then after that, it gets real thin, okay? By losing smart now, you're going to rely 25 minutes on Peyton Pritchard. He didn't seem like he was taking a step last year. I get He got his minutes cut. That could have hurt. But, like, is he a a 25-minute-a-game guy? I don't know. He's going to be forced that way. And then you're depending even more on Hauser, who's got – you know who, who was a breath of fresh air last year. It's just tough that it, that's going to happen two years in a row, and teams are going to figure him out. That he's that good of a spacer. Um, their bench rotation seems weak, right? So I, I have concerns about Boston there. And by the way, like I don't know if they're going to be focusing as much on the regular season either. To the Bucks' point, Dan Moore, road wins to the playoffs at home wins. Why are you why are you striving for a number one seed, right? with the same veteran coach there I'd I'd rather do the same that the Bucks are doing make sure you get reps for Pritchard in particular maybe Justin Young their second round pick gets more reps and, and play those guys a bit more in the, in the regular season and hope one of them cracks through in a legit playoff rotation uh, in a meaningful way in one of those games in May and June so who the hell's one of these I'll tell you who. the New York Knicks crazy the Knicks I'll tell you why. They were a 47-win team last year. They played like a 56-win team post the Josh Hart train, okay? They have a lot of organic improvement already, and they've solved some things. And I'm not from New York. I hate the Knicks. They solved some things that should help them. What do I mean? I think the top-end removals, in addition to be a subtraction. I think now they have a cleaner front-court rotation, and it's going to mean more small-ball forward with Hart playing the four. Diviencho is an upgrade. He had a decent year last year with Golden State. They overpaid for maybe a little bit, but it helps with the spacing. Quickly should get better. Grimes was flukily unhealthy last year; it should be a little healthier. He was big for them. That, that spacing, that spacing wing, and Barrett's improving organically. Assuming Brunson and Randall stay relatively the same, Brunson's probably going to improve. By the way, he's got room. Regular season wise, Tib- Tibbs is a regular season coach. This team was built well for the regular season. They have a deep rotation; it's a clean rotation. So, I think the Knicks is the number one. Seed. And now to follow suit with the rest of them, because those other three teams are gonna go in some order. I'll have the Bucks two, the Sixers three, and the Celtics four. I just discussed each one. That's my one through four right off the bat in the in the first round. Now, do I think the Knicks win the East? No. I don't. I think they'll lose in the playoffs. But I think they're because Tibbs not a good playoff coach. But they've they remind me of that Derek Rose Chicago Bulls with Brunson taking that help. I like them as the one seed. Again, Milwaukee 2, Philly 3, Boston 4. So we do an over-unders, I'll take the over on New York. I'll take the under on Boston. and I'll probably take the under Milwaukee. Philadelphia probably wouldn't touch. Okay. well through 4 to clean out. Let's keep going in the East. What about the 5 spot? A lot of teams here fighting through 5. I have a different tier here. Okay, I'm not going to mention all the teams like I did in the top 4. But 5 I'll have as the Atlanta Hawks. The reason why I like the Hawks at 5 is I like Quinn Snyder, and I feel like there's a couple of clean rotation moves that they did. Remember, they were forced a couple of years back. They transgressed a couple of years, and they added Murray. It didn't really help. I think Quinn Snyder's going to figure out how to better stagger Young and Murray. I think Griffin takes a step. I think Jalen Johnson's a nice little uh, second-year player coming in. I thought they um, cleaned up the rotation. Bogdanovich should be healthy. right? They got to figure out what to do between Akungo and Capella. I would pro- at some point akungo has got to start. I think you know he could play make out of the five. He's interesting, but the rotation makes sense. No calls. Another distribution subtraction for me. So you look at that lineup now: Young Murray, probably Griffin, Hunter, and let's say Capella with Akungo, Bogey, Jalen Johnson off the bench. It's a clean eight man rotation and we're looking for it now for in, on, on, on this stage, is, uh, is cleanliness. So Atlanta's a clean. Again, it's a tight, though. Five, six, seven, is is kind of tight, right? Six, I think the Cavs drop in at six. Okay, at eight times, they were top four seedlers. I get it. They started the year strong. They ended it real poorly. That didn't bode well for them, right? What happened? Kevin Love leaving, not great. They weren't great post-Kevin Love. They're relatively thin, this is not an issue with regular season teams. The teams that don't have depth typically will not perform well in the regular season. It's a playoff concept to, to be sort of top-heavy. So Cleveland and me, I didn't like the way they finished the year. I, I think my, Max Strauss is more of like a, a heat guy. I, again, you had this with D'Antoni back in the day. Certain players only play well in certain systems. I think Strauss is one of those. Right? Um, And I don't think they made up for it beyond Strauss, right? Like, you know, Dean Wade, you're going to overline Lamar Stevens. These guys aren't rotation talents in the NBA, period. Uh, Shetty Osman, you know, I don't know. And the backcourt defensively is still weak, Garland and Mitchell. I think the only way that team is going to eventually be good is when they split that backcourt and they're going to have this awkwardness looming over them about what's going on with Mitchell. Is he going to sign extension, da 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 I right? I don't know. Now, Levert's good. I get it. But I don't think he fits perfectly. I would have considered doing a trade there. They haven't. Um, I don't know if anything was really available, to be honest. So, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll ping them at um, at six. Seven, here's my surprise team coming out to the East, Indiana Pacers. Love Indiana. Why? Indiana has probably one of the deeper youngest teams in the league. The only major loss was O'Shea Bursette. No one's crying over it. He went to Boston, right? Because, by the way, another guy at Boston is going to have to test her in the regular season to see if he can be in the playoffs. What, in the end, did a great job is, is they've now accumulated a lot of good young talent, and they've developed. So between, you know, Nem- Andrew Nemberd, um, you know, even Chris Duart maybe, or Chris Duart got traded, uh, Jairus Walker, Ben Matherin, um, Obi Toppin, which I think was a very underrated pickup, someone's going to prove organic. If one of them improves organically, they're way better. Uh, they were, you know, Halliburton had another injury last year. That could hurt them again. Remember, they were a playoff team when he was healthy. So a lot of this is dependent on his health. So we'll see. But I, I also like their style of play. Just a lot of spacing. Turner's obviously still hanging around. McConnell's still there. It's a deep team. Okay? Buddy, etc. Just, just Everyone could shoot. I didn't even talk about Aaron Naismith. He could be another guy that's space and, and develop organically. So a few of these organic pieces are going to hit, and they were a playoff team when Halley was healthy. That's my seven. My eight, the Brooklyn Nets. Nets fall here a bit. I think they're trying to start Simmons. I like that idea. Right, This team is perfect fit with Simmons. I understand the clocks didn't fit, not great. But still, you've got spacing around him. Bridges, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neill. Um. So a lot. Of, I don't. And I don't think you expect Simmons to be Philly Simmons, but I think you can expect him to be somewhere in between. And if he is, that's an AC to me. I think Simmons gets to the level. Dinwiddie now comes off the bench. It's a solid rotation. And I think next year is about figuring out like who are the keepers. And the hope is if they can increase Simmons' value, I don't think they can repackage re- him. I don't think that's on the stakes. But hopefully Simmons could be like a 14-7 and 5 guy and i think they'll be really excited about that. Nine, my second surprise team coming into next year in the Eastern Conference, the Charlotte Hornets. Crazy. Hornets? They were one of the worst teams in the league last year. Ah, Ball was hurt the whole year pretty much. Okay, people forget two years ago that was a playing team and they got a lot better. Bridges is coming back. Is he the same player who knows but it wasn't because of an injury, it was, you know, other issues that we know. Of. So Bridges is coming back. Um, I like the Brandon Miller pick. And now people fit in the right rotations. People are developing accordingly. So Hayward seems a little healthier. Um, And I like the Mark Williams, Kai Jones as their centers. And now we're kind of going to get into their own a little bit. It's a good team. So obviously a lot of this depends on Brandon Miller. But even without Miller, right, you can have Miller dominate a second unit for all I care. If I'm them, you can start Ball, Rogier, Hayward, you know, Bridges. And, uh, and Mark Williams to throw P.J. Washington, Kelly Oubre Jr. if they retain him, which they probably will. Um, and then Brandon Miller could dominate the second unit uh, and, and have Ish or, you know, whatever, whoever roaming around, point guard, Ish's not there anymore, uh, you know, floater in there. I, I think that's a a strong eight-man rotation. Again, good regular season team. And my thing with Charlotte, with a good regular season team, you're getting a lot of wins in, like, against some of these better teams on back-to-back. So like against the Celtics, Philly, and Charlotte in January back-to-back, they'll do well during the dog days of the NBA season because they're deaf. Charlotte, nine. Now we get to the quandary. I haven't mentioned Miami yet. I haven't mentioned Chicago. Who's getting ten? Well, you almost have to kind of play this out, right? Again, I'm assuming Lillard's not going to Miami. So let's, let's argue the case against the Heat. My issue is they lost Strauss, they lost Gabe Vincent. They haven't really added anybody, assuming We don't know how happens a little bit. Nikola Jovic, is he ready to take a step? Well, he didn't do anything in the playoffs. Technically we think one way or the other. So, yeah, I don't know about Nikola Jovic or doing anything with the Heat. But I think the Heat will find a way to get into the 10th seed. I do. Um, You know, if it's not Lillard, you know, Hero, they'll just be good enough. and, And I think they're... Not going to focus so much on the regular season, given they just made the finals by having a subpar regular season. I have the heat at 10. They still have to replicate it from last year. The Bulls I have out, because I have the Bulls out, I have the Bulls even dropping a little bit more. I think the Bulls are going to rebuild. I think shit's going to hit the fan. It should have already. And they are like, all right, we have a looming extension for DeMar DeRozan. We can't do that. And they're going to move DeRozan, and they're going to slowly try to do a fire sale on their pieces. Midway through the year. They're going to do it too late. it's so not going to drop that much. That as a result, I have Orlando at 11. Orlando could sneak into the play-in as well. People have them as a play-in team. Orlando played great the second half of the year. Above expectations, like they're over, whatever their win total over-unders are. Love Charlotte's over, by the way. I love Indiana's over. If you couldn't get the hit there. Um, but, and Orlando's going to be close. I think they're about a year away from making a run. Kind of like Indiana. Same season Indiana was the last... I didn't like in the Orlando's draft. If I liked their draft more, I probably would have stuck them into the play-in. But the Jet Howard pick, eh. Anthony Black, uh, they need spacing. You need another point guard with Fultz. Who needs Fultz 2.0? You have the original. Orlando's at at, at uh, 11 from each. Chicago's 12. Now the bottom three, 13, 14, 15. Right? Toronto's, uh, you know, Toronto, I would think, would rebuild. But if they still keep their team, they're at 13. Right? I don't know what Masai's doing. They pick a direction. A team could go a fire sale. I would have done it already. If I was going into the year, I would have done this as a complete rebuild year. Siakam gone, OG gone. I would have just gotten picks and start from scratch. And that, that's the difference between getting the second pick and the seventh pick, which looks like where Toronto's headed. Toronto, I have us 13 as a result. 14 for me, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they got Officer Thompson. I get it. Uh, they got more talented. The fit's horrific. Okay, they were going to rely a ton on Jolton Joe Harris, who looked bad on the nets. He'll look even worse on the Pistons. There'll be a lot of focus on him, which isn't a good thing. Um, Thompson, Cade, and Ivy coexisting. I, I my reservations. Monty Williams is not Messiah, and he can't resurrect this clusterfuck of a roster. Right. Um, I like the youth. I think they have to rejigger pieces. I, I would have. Like to see an Ivy move on draft night, getting a Franz Wagner, getting Orlando's pick, do something clever like that, getting more spacing, doubling down on the rebuild, maybe. Right now is a weird mix of just the players make no sense together. Just way too much on the ball talent. We've seen this before. We've seen it fail before. Having said that, they're better than 15. Okay. They're going to improve because just the talent alone. Cade coming back, Ivy's progression, right? Thompson is still going to be decent, even his rookie year. Okay. Bogey hasn't died yet. Burks, depending on how many minutes he gets. So Detroit should be there at 14. Uh, and the 15 is the Wizards. They're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. I think Poole is one of these, like, empty calories guys. Kuzma is there. Great NBA jam, empty calorie tandem. Between those two guys, that's the worst team in the Eastern Conference. The most inefficient team. I kind of like what they did on, on, you know, draft night by law, the French kid, but don't love it there. And that is my Eastern Conference preview.